Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. We've hit another milestone. This is our 125th episode. We couldn't have done it without your support. And we have one more milestone to tell you about later in the episode. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to our place with our Mansfield trivia question. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. MISD students place in the 99th percentile. Early voting has begun. Again. Again. Again, Mansfield PD nabs five vehicle burglary suspects. Local restaurant provides formula for families. The lot goes under the big top. Coming up in the feature section. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb, giving my 100th science segment on the About Mansfield podcast. When the weather begins to turn hot, keep hydration in mind. I'm Angel Biasani with Methodist Mansfield News to Know, coming up later in the episode. I'm Beth Steinke, and today we are going to talk about housing and economics, both local and national, and try to predict the future in the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that shows that great cocktails may only be a step away. We have the seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve talks with MEDC Executive Director Jason Moore. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on my podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams of Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. Since 1988, Jack Lauderman CPA Firm has been the premier tax and accounting firm for North Texas. I'm Adam Cohen, tax manager for Jack Lauderman CPA. Whether you need CFO services or simply tax preparation or anything in between, We provide every level of business, tax, and accounting service. Call us at 817-231-0666 or visit us on the web at dfwtaxteam.com. That's dfwtaxteam.com. Hi, I'm Orion Jean with Race to Kindness, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mansfield ISD has wrapped up star testing, and the district is optimistic about the student performance that the tests will show. MISD has also been administering Measures of Academic Progress, or MAP, assessments over the last two years to track student growth, indicating how much students have academically improved over time, especially during the difficulties of COVID. 
The MAP results are in, and they show that Mansfield ISD student growth is in the 99th percentile in multiple grade levels in both reading and math. In a video released on YouTube, MISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu simply called her students rock stars. Just when we thought we were done with voting for a while, early voting for the statewide primary runoff election began on Monday and runs through Friday, May 20th, with the election day on Tuesday, May 24th. Vote centers are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. There is no requirement to have previously voted in the main primary election that took place back in March in order to participate in the runoff election. However, if you did vote in the main primary, you cannot switch parties in this current runoff election. Before you head to a vote center, you can pull up your sample ballot at votetexas.gov. The two vote centers in Mansfield are located at Newsom Stadium and the Sub Courthouse. Over the weekend, Mansfield Police Night Watch officers arrested five vehicle burglary suspects at an apartment complex off State Highway 360. A witness dialed 911 and gave the dispatcher an excellent description of the suspects and the suspect's vehicle. Officers were able to get on scene quickly and make contact with the suspects. All of the suspects were from the Fort Worth area. A shortage of baby formula caused by a major recall and supply chain issues has impacted millions of parents nationwide. A local restaurant owner took action to provide free formula to some area residents. Benji Arslanovsky, owner of Our Place Restaurant, contacted his food distributor to see if they had formula available. He was able to purchase six cases of formula on Sunday, and after posting about it on social media, they were gone within hours. He received and distributed 20 more cases early Monday morning, and at the time of this recording was scheduled to purchase 16 more cases for arrival on Tuesday, all of which were to be given to area parents. In a Facebook post on Monday, Arslanovsky said, As a new mommy, the last thing you need to worry about is feeding your baby. Arslanovsky said he felt moved to give back to the community, which was supportive of his restaurant during COVID. Ah, there's nothing better than the smell of fresh popped popcorn, the excitement of a roaring crowd, and the look on a child's face as you witness their oohs and ahs of the circus. In Mansfield? You betcha. The lot downtown is going under the big top on Friday night, presenting incredible performers, including twist contortionists, electrifying juggling, graceful aerobatics, and as they say, much, much more. This is a special kickoff fun fundraiser event, so tickets are only $5, yet kids three and under are free. Bring your own blanket, chair, and refreshments. Doors open at 7, show starts at 8. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit thelotdowntown.com. Just a quick reminder, if you have any news that's happening here in Mansfield, shoot us an email, news at aboutmansfield.com. That email address again is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and phone number in case we need more information. This Sunday is National Buy a Musical Instrument Day. Sunday the day that is all about playing music. If you're a musician, it might be a good time to purchase a new instrument. Perhaps I will buy my eighth guitar. Yes, honey, they all sound different. Maybe you can learn to play a second or a third instrument. Or if you've never played an instrument before, this celebration may be the motivation you need. It will not matter if the instrument is brass, stringed, percussion, or a woodwind. No matter your age, a musical instrument will bring joy to your life. String together 
a few notes on a keyboard or take some music lessons. Add a new instrument to your repertoire on National Buy a Musical Instrument Day this coming Sunday. It also reminds you that playing music comes with huge benefits, such as playing music boosts brain function and improves math skills. It's a social activity that also teaches discipline, teamwork, how to take criticism while building confidence. Playing a musical instrument is a great cardio workout, and many musicians turn to music for relaxation. Let's head on over to the weather desk. Colleen, what's your instrument of choice? Steve, I still have my violin in its purple case, purchased when I was 14. I played through high school and only play now for my imaginary friends. Violin doesn't seem to be a cardio workout, though I think it's great for posture. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. Our toasty, summer-like temperatures will continue for a few more days, but we have a cold front coming in on Friday night that will take us back down to seasonably warm temperatures for at least a few days. We're looking at a high of 97 degrees on Wednesday, 98 degrees on Thursday, and 99 degrees on Friday. As a reminder, our average first 100-degree day is in July. Our cold front will come through Friday night, bringing us about a 30% chance of rain Friday night into Saturday. Saturday's high is projected to be 82 degrees, Sunday will be 83 degrees, Monday 85, and Tuesday 89 degrees. The Tarrant Regional Water District reports that most lawns in the Mansfield area will need help from sprinklers this week. Follow the recommended controller settings to cycle and soak your watering to prevent waste and runoff. A total of three quarters of an inch is recommended for the week, spreading the cycles over two days. It's important to keep yourself and your lawn hydrated during these hot days of May. For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Today we're talking science, health, real estate, home improvement, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat Good morning, class. is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Methodist. 
Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Hey Mansfield, Sonia here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E-Well.com. Hi, I'm Vandella Menifee, professional volunteer. You're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb files his 100th report for About Mansfield. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. It's really surprising to find that this is my 100th contribution to About Mansfield. Somehow I show up once a week for nearly two years and had something to say. I am blessed. In the spring of 2020, Steve Casillo invited me to do a weekly science segment for his About Mansfield podcast. Steve and I were social and music friends, and I was intrigued as a writer. But I said, Steve, there is no science news in Mansfield. What would I write for the podcast? And he replied, well, write what you want. As a writer, these words, write what you want, are a magical open door. I still wanted to make the report local to Mansfield, and I was already watching the COVID epidemic and summarizing local conditions for my household and friends. As I am an old, overweight former smoker, and I really needed to understand my local risk. Eventually, a bit of science news would catch my attention, and I enjoyed the puzzle of boiling these sometimes complicated and arcane stories into a few minutes of spoken word in a way that a lot of people would understand and enjoy. There's almost always a story of a human being being involved. One of the reasons some people find science off-putting is the strange language that science uses, often assuming the reader already has some background. I still enjoy this puzzle part, and I learn a lot filling in the gaps of things that I, I, I don't start out knowing. 
I confess to a bias on what I find interesting and thought it useful to review the 99 programs, and so here's what I found. 92 of the programs had a COVID report. Generally, when the trends were changing and changing the local risk picture. We're currently at the lowest level we have seen, so no reports these weeks. I still look at the data once a week. Nine programs were about history and philosophy of science and scientific method, something I, I didn't really understand until I, I read a couple books on the subject a few years ago. Twelve programs were about earth science and geology. My dad was a geologist, and I find this subject really interesting. Seventeen programs were about astronomy and astrophysics, and another seventeen about human spaceflight. I have personal experience and some expertise in both. Nine programs were about robotic exploration of our solar system. Seven of the programs were odd, unclassifiable things that somehow tickled me. This worked out a little broader than I had thought, but I will try to find some interesting life science things. Thank you for listening to me these last two years. In reviewing the past programs, I offer one update to an ongoing story. The little Mars helicopter called Ingenuity has now completed 27 flights, but has recently become unresponsive. The current theory is the helicopter discharged its batteries and this reset its internal clock, messing up the intermittent radio communication schedule it has with the Perseverance rover. Jet Propulsion Laboratory controllers here on Earth decided to pause Perseverance rover operations for a day to listen for communications from the helicopter, and on that day the helicopter briefly communicated that it had about 40% battery charge. A major concern is that the helicopter is about to experience a much colder Mars winter temperatures than it was designed to survive, as it was a relatively inexpensive technology demonstration though it has wildly exceeded its design goals. It also appears that the helicopter's solar array is now covered with Martian dust, which has happened to all things on the surface of Mars, but it's reducing the amount of electricity to feed its batteries. We will know more in a few months if this is the end of Ingenuity. However, with its wild success, there will likely be a future Mars mission with a bigger, better, and winterized helicopter. Oh, a thing I should have reported last week, but did not, but it's probably okay. This past Sunday night, there was a total eclipse of the moon playing out across the evening, so we didn't have to stay up late. These are more interesting visually than you might think, and being a bright thing just outside your door, one of the easiest interesting astronomical observations. It's probably okay that I did not tell you about this, because the clouds rolled in just as it was getting started, and we could not see anything for several hours of the long spectacle. Mother Nature decided Mansfield, Texas did not need to see the eclipse, and it's a thing that happens. Perseverance pays off. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk, here at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Getting a little hot under the collar? It could be a sign of heat exhaustion. Angel Biasati helps beat the heat in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel, when the weather begins to turn hot, keep hydration in mind. Hydration is very important, and water is essential to help you perform at your best. Water makes up more than half of our body weight, and without enough water in our body, you can experience headaches, dizziness, fatigue, and muscle cramps. You've probably heard the advice, drink eight glasses of water a day. 
That's easy to remember, and it's a reasonable goal. However, you might need to modify your total fluid intake based on exercise, the climate you're in, and your overall health, and if you are pregnant and breastfeeding. For some people, fewer than eight glasses a day might be enough, but for other people, they might need more. How much fluid do you need? Dr. Sean Garf, sports medicine physician on the Methodist Mansfield Medical Center staff, recommends the best way to check your hydration is to look at your urine. If your urine is dark and concentrated, it's time to drink more fluids. If it's very light, then you are hydrated. According to Dr. Garf, water is best to keep your body hydrated. Mineral water and water with electrolytes are also good to keep you performing at your best. Other options like vitamin water along with Powerade and Gatorade help replenish what you've lost in sweat when exercising. For a quick recovery drink after working out, try drinking a protein drink or chocolate milk, which can help you recover faster, Dr. Garf says. Be mindful of what you drink. Some choices, like energy drinks, add extra calories to your diet from all the sugar and caffeine they contain. Too much caffeine may cause you to feel anxious or jittery. The best choice to prevent hydration and make sure your body has the fluids it needs is to make water your beverage of choice. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke is here with this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Beth? It's no secret that I'm a realtor and definitely not an economist. But it is our job to make sure that we are keenly aware of the economy and housing market and to watch for clues that predict what's going to be affecting our clients as they make plans to buy and sell. Last week, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, Chief Economist for the National Association of Realtors, made a statement after the jobs report was released and commented on how the current economic environment may affect housing throughout the remainder of 2022. Rather than misrepresent anything he shared, let's go straight to the source. Dr. Yoon says... The GDP in the first quarter of 2022 was negative, and talk of an economic recession is circulating more widely. Yet in April, 428,000 net new jobs were created. The unemployment rate is low at 3.6%. Amazingly, there are two job openings for each unemployed person searching for employment. Even if the economy was to technically fall into a recession, it would be unique because of the tight job market. Solid job growth is one of the factors contributing to higher inflation. Consequently, the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates and many more rate hikes are on the way. With higher mortgage rates, some would-be homebuyers are simply shocked at the high mortgage payments that are now required compared to a year ago. Another contributing factor to inflation and higher interest rates is surging gasoline prices. Much less oil drilling activity now than in pre-COVID days means the elevated energy prices will be with us for a while, and despite sanctions on Russia, it is still collecting sizable oil revenue from selling to countries that have not imposed sanctions such as China, India, and South Africa. Job market conditions imply more potential home buyers, but higher interest rates imply fewer home buyers. This year at least, the negative impact of higher rates will outweigh the positive impact on jobs. Home sales are projected to decline by nearly 10% this year. Only when inflation calms down will the Fed stop raising interest rates and home sales will make a turn for the better. 
Whew, that was a lot of information, and most of you already knew that by visiting the gas pump or noticing that your favorite restaurant is closing extra early because they cannot hire enough staff. We are seeing the impact in housing as well. I was showing new construction on Saturday, and for the first time in probably three years, the sales rep quickly told me that he may have some wiggle room in the listed price. That is a welcome change from, if you don't buy it today, it'll be 5 to 10% more tomorrow. Instead of 20 offers on every listing, we are seeing homes staying on the market longer with fewer offers for sellers to select from. I showed six homes on Monday, none of which had received multiple offers over the weekend. Does that mean we have shifted from a seller's market to a buyer's market? Not by a long shot, but since you are the very best informed and most educated on the housing market, I'll explain what to look for so you'll be the first to know. Technically, it becomes a buyer's market when we are carrying six months or more of housing inventory available to sell. However, I think we will start feeling that more sharply when we reach three months of inventory available for buyers. So while not a technical buyer's market, it will definitely start to feel a little more like it is, in fact, a buyer's market. So how's our local market doing? Well, let's get into this week's Mansfield Real Estate Update. As of Tuesday, May 17th, there are 49 homes available in Mansfield, up from 43 last week. Available homes range from a screaming deal with 869 square feet, priced at $155,000, to $2.4 million. 18 homes closed last week, selling at an average of 104% over list price. Are there real estate topics you want to learn more about? Send us a message, info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the final ward. Sometimes a minor swap in a recipe will totally transform a drink. The shift in spirit and citrus in the final ward from Phil Ward brings a calming vanilla from whiskey and rounded out with a splash of brightness from lemon juice. Equal part cocktails are tough to balance, and this one creates a masterclass. The final ward is perhaps known as a riff off the classic last word, which was created in 2007 by Phil Ward at Death and Company, a bar in New York City and it's still comprised of equal parts of rye whiskey replacing the gin and fresh lemon juice in place of lime. So the last word is a gin-based Prohibition-era cocktail, which was rediscovered in 2004. So today we'll be talking about that riff on the last word with the final ward. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. Ingredients, one ounce of rye whiskey, one ounce of lemon juice, one ounce of green chartreuse liqueur, and one ounce of Lozardo cherry liqueur. You're going to combine all the ingredients in a shaker, shake, strain, and serve up in a new glass with lemon peel. As always, I'm open to hear your take and input. You can always reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for About Mansfield, this is Brian Certain. Congratulations to Sonia Salazar, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. In what year did the first post office in Mansfield open? Sonia knew that it was 1860. 
Incidentally, our city's co-founder, Julian Field, was appointed as the first postmaster general in Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular about Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Our Place Restaurant. It's real home cooking featuring breakfast all day as well as lunch and fresh baked homemade pies. They're open daily, 6 to 3, and you can find them on the internet at ourplacerestaurants.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Blessing Funeral Home sits atop the hill at 401 East Elm Street in historic Mansfield in a building that was constructed in 1877, which was on the western edge of the Mansfield male and female college campus. This week's trivia question is, what was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? Good luck, and thanks to Benji at Our Place for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And in the studio today, I've known for a few years what MEDC, the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, does, but the 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 thing here is that the the they've they've hired a new executive director, and we wanted to uh, to bring Jason Moore into the studio today to find out uh, about him and basically introduce him to our our listening audience. And so we welcome to the About Mansfield studio Jason Moore, the new executive director of the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation. Welcome to About Thank Mansfield. You. I appreciate having me. And. It's the last time I'm going to say Mansfield Economic Development Corporation. We're going to call it MEDC. There you go. Yeah. And uh, you've been around here since October. Right. Uh, what's been going on? How do you like your new job? Well, yeah, it's like like everybody thinks uh, when you start something new, the, the, the fire hose doesn't slow down, and it hasn't. <laughs> uh, usually six months, you get a little bit of a break, but uh, I think it's picking up some steam. So... No, it's been it's been wonderful, um, and I'll, I'm sure we can get into the story of of how this came about and, and why I ended up um, arriving here in Mansfield. But all these projects that we have going on throughout, I mean, every piece of blank vacant land that you see in Mansfield right now, just about every piece has something going on behind the scenes, and so that's what's exciting and. It, you know, can make you pull your hair out at night, uh, just trying to work with <laughs> this many different developers at once. Uh, but it sure has been fun. So, yeah. And I've been told that there is about 25% land, developable land in in, in right. the city. Left. Yeah. Left. And there's something earmarked for every piece? Just about every single piece. Oh, good. We'll get into that. Yeah. And let's, you come to us from North Richmond Hills. So I, I, I started my public service career in North Richmond Hills, and then I transitioned into city administration in Richland Hills, which is their southerly neighbor. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Louisville and was director of economic development there for the last three years. When did you start with North Richland Hills? That was in 2007. And I started there in the Parks and Recreation Department managing capital projects. Okay. So I got to 
got to mess around with Iron Horse Golf Course and NRH2 Water Park and uh, all the parks and trail systems. Got a lot of um, innovation, you know, type projects uh, with you know the the water industry and the aquatics industry. So I got exposed to a lot of professional services, contractors, that construction side. So that that was something I'd been around kind of my whole life with and, my dad. And so with that, did you did that get you free rounds of golf? Unfortunately, no, but we no. got a discount as city employee. <laughs> uh, city of North Richland Hills owns Iron Horse Golf Course. So yeah. kind of like, you know, here with Mansfield National, similar situation. Uh, but so as a city employee, you would get like a, a discount. I can't remember what it was, but... Um, that was a hard course. It, it's something you, you can't use a driver on every hole. So I, I wasn't very good on the course. So let's go back and find out about, uh, about Jason. Were you born around the area or where are you from? Well, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm a Texan, but I was born in California. Okay. Uh, born in Anaheim. We lived in Buena Park. And uh, Buena Park, the home of uh, Knott's Berry Knott's Farm. Knott's Berry Farm. We actually are our backyard fence backed up to Knott's Berry Farm. No way. And uh, my mom still, you know, thinks about that house where, you know, it's probably worth you know, $10 million by now yeah. uh, in the California market. But, um, you yeah, know, grew up there. Or I, I, we were, I was born there. We lived there for a short time. Uh, my uncle was a professional baseball player. He was a pitcher, and he was happened to be happened to be pitching for the Texas Rangers as a relief pitcher. This was in the seventies, and decided I'm going to retire. So he retired after 1975 or six, and started doing getting into development, and talked my dad into flying in to uh, DFW and helping him on the development side. So they started a development group and grew that for quite some time. And then the rest of us moved down. So we moved to city of Hearst Mm -hmm. back in 1985. And we lived there for a few years before moving to Tarrant County or unincorporated, which the border of Keller is where we, we moved in, uh, while my dad continued to build homes, they built um, multifamily developments, office buildings. And so I, I was literally the guy that would go out and scrape stickers off of the new windows when they would go on the building. <laughs> uh, so I'd been around it my whole life. Um, decided I want to be an architect because I want to be able to design these projects. Sure. And my dad can build them. And so that's what led me into, you know, A&M. I went to A&M to be an architect and that didn't last, but maybe a semester or so. Uh, (laughs) That's probably for another day. (laughs) UTA has a great uh, architecture school. It's a wonderful school. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to my wife happens to be the interim dean there. Really? Okay. uh, Yes. So I actually, when I graduated A&M, I I came back, my my girlfriend, my wife now, girlfriend at the time, wanted to start working immediately back in this part of the Metroplex. We were both at A&M. And I said, okay, well, I'll come back. And I didn't know what I was going to do at the at the time. And so I ended up uh, talking to Jim Richards, who was a professor in the landscape architecture department. Okay. And talked me into coming on into uh, the program there. So I was going to do a master's in landscape architecture and student loans, all those things start kicking in real life and it was time to go get a job. So, and you went into public policy or so before I went, I'm actually, I I used my A&M ring, which I like to wear still. And uh, 
I, I met Nelson Mitchell with History Maker Homes. Okay. Uh, the Mitchell family owns that the History Maker Homes. They've been around the Metroplex. Uh, it's a family-owned company uh, based out of North Richland Hills. And I walked in the door. Um, the the folks that I was interviewing with saw my ring and said, I think you're going to be hired, but uh, <laughs> we'll see what you can do. And so I ended up getting into the sales side, uh, worked in some new communities, uh, building the uh, homes around Arlington, uh, North Fort Worth area. And that was in 2006, 2007. And that's when the subprime mortgage industry got destroyed. We got hit. Yeah. 2008 was the the depression. Right. Well, those subprime mortgage, that was kind of what I, we we felt like started that that downward spiral on these uh, derivative markets and things was, you know, people were, were willing to, to lend on a, you know, 500 credit score. And you're seeing a lot of these buy down interest rates. There was some really creative financing going on back then in the, in the housing industry. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, surprisingly, we were still doing really well as a company, and, and they fared very well throughout. But I, at that time, I felt, you know, I've, I've, I need to contribute more to my community, and I wanted to be a, a part of more than just the housing side. And so that's what led me to City of North Richland Hills and had an opportunity there. You know, it was a, a, a great decision. And at the time, I didn't know, I didn't know much about the the city side of things, and so I, it took me a couple of years to really understand how cities work, and what I learned in those first two years was, you know, cities are where the rubber meets the road, right? And it's literally where you can go and talk to your elected official or your city manager or your department, different department head, and actually get answers or assistance with your daily life. And so that's what really turned me on and, and kept me motivated to work uh, for a city. Uh, so I've been doing that for the last 15 years now. Starting in the Parks and Rec, as you meant, mentioned, right. uh, eventually moving over to economic development. Right. You, I don't recall which city. You were a city manager. I was an assistant city manager. Assistant city yeah, manager. Yeah, in Richland Hill. Richland Hills was a s- smaller community, 10,000 population. And... What would happen is in North Richmond Hills, after I worked uh, a while, I had a, a city manager there at the time that convinced me to go back and get my public administration, my master's uh, mm-hmm. in public administration. So I would drive to, U- uh, to UNT on, at night, and this was before we had kids. So I was able to, um, right after 5 o'clock, get off work, drive up to UNT, and I spent the next two years, or I spent two years, um going through the MPA program. Yeah. Graduated in May of 2013 from that program and immediately got a call from a fellow alumni saying, hey, uh, I'm a city manager just you know next door to you. Why don't you come talk? So I went and visited. And it was a great opportunity to kind of transition into um, beyond the capital projects and managing contractors and professional services uh, to kind of expand into the finance and the budget and really see the bones of what the city, the essential services are for the yeah. city. Talk about, I, I'm not sure the, the every listener out there has a grasp of what MEDC does. <laughs> and now MEDC is funded by half cent sales tax, mm-hmm. uh, approved by the voters back in 1997. They say, I've done my homework. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, but 
from from what my understanding is, if someone says Mansfield needs a Chipotle up on Debbie Lane, MEDC doesn't do that. They and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. MEDC will create the infrastructure to maybe uh, to to maybe make it favorable for Chipotle to come. We are we are essentially a, a marketing arm of the city, mm-hmm. um, and, and who we target from an audience perspective is the brokerage, real estate brokers, developers, end users from a business perspective. And so, yes, we we don't necessarily we're not brokers, so we don't call up the Chipotle um, you know, <laughs> franchise. Come to Mansfield. And, and the, 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 we get that question a lot with restaurants because. You know, hey, I went to a uh, a restaurant up in Fort Worth, and we need that here. I would right. go there every day. And so, what we do is we provide the data that that a site selector or a broker looks at. So, if let's say you wanted, uh, and there's this big push to get uh, Riata, you've probably heard that sure. Riata's looking to for a new home. Yes, we would love to have Riata in Mansfield. We we've, we've been talking to them. We hosted them for lunch. Uh, so we've been meeting with those folks. Because residents are telling us that's 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 what we want, so we we have to understand from a community perspective and our demographics, socioeconomics, where do we fit with their model of success of what that restaurant or retailer or office user, what's their definition of success, and so we have a lot of data tools, research tools mm-hmm. that provide the analytics behind the scenes of how much do people spend on. Whole Foods at a grocery store versus a packaged good. Are they buying bananas? Are they buying out? Like they know all of that information because we're using plastic to purchase all these things. Right. And when you go to a restaurant, there's actually I can pull up all the data right now for a specific neighborhood, and I know how many families are going to a family restaurant, a sit down versus a fast casual. So with that in mind, then we can go arm ourselves to go talk to the brokers that represent Chipotle. And we have the data now that that supports. Hey, we are a great look at how successful you would be here with you know this this information. And so that's that's the, what we're arming the brokerage community with right now. And so we take that and market it. And so yeah, we don't we won't talk to the franchise the potential franchise owner of a Chipotle. But if if somebody came to us, we would certainly help them find the best location using that data. And then when it comes to, say, a larger, an industrial, mm-hmm. uh, I know that MEDC was a major player in bringing Klein Tools to Absolutely. to Mansfield. So how how does MEDC do that? Sure. Uh, similar with the, the, the smaller restaurants and retailers, we work very closely with the brokers and site selectors. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, there's, there's a couple – um, thoughts of how do you approach uh, bringing in businesses and how do you recruit businesses into the community? Well, number one, you've got to have a place people want to come. You know, the lo- sure. location, location, location. That's that's still number one. You have to have infrastructure uh, such as the roads, the transportation system. You got to have great education. You got to have a safe community. And so when you have those ingredients, then you can go out and really sell to these companies and. You know, we have a great advanced manufacturing agglomeration of economies here in this part of the Metroplex. There's a great aviation, defense industries. Mm-hmm. So we take all that and, and, you know, businesses don't think of Mansfield in the terms of a city limits. 
they're looking at the whole area as a trade area. Right. Same with a restaurant. They're not looking at what's within the city limits of Mansfield. It's if I go here, what's a 20 minute drive? And that may go down into Midlothian. It may go up into Kennedale. And so we have to understand kind of all of our surrounding uh, areas as well. We take that information. Uh, we, we call up a company like Klein Tools, or if they're looking for expansion opportunities in Texas, we have our regional chambers, we have our local chamber of commerce. Uh, those folks will usually give us leads, and then it's our job to execute. And the MEDC, you mentioned half-cent sales tax. We have It's called a Type A. It used to be called 4A. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the uh, state law that allows uses of those sales tax funds to incentivize, whether it's paying for infrastructure or it's paying per job. So as Klein Tools wants to come in or, a, a, you know, a, a strawman just right up the street here, mm-hmm. uh, we can use those type A funds to incentivize them to come in. And so the, the, the primary purpose is to bring primary jobs. That's what the, the sales tax is meant for. People have been screaming in, in Mansfield that we need lower property taxes, lower property taxes. So bringing industry to Mansfield helps with that. It helps put money back into the, uh, back into the coffers because they're paying taxes, but aren't, how do we move away from, from giving tax incentives, which doesn't help Yep. The average taxpayer. So I'll, I'll give you a good example of kind of this, how we look at a ROI, return on investment right. for a project. Um, if we're going to come in and, and Strawman is a you know dental implant advanced, it's, it's got robotics and advanced manufacturing components to that business. They'll have significant job numbers that were that are going to come in, similar to Klein and Mauser and and Cellmark. A lot of the companies uh, in our um, in the city have buying power. So you have this many employees that come in, they're going to go shop at your restaurants. And so to increase the sales tax, that could offset because uh, one cent of the two cents of the local portion of sales tax goes to the general fund. Right. And that subsidizes the property tax. So the more sales tax you drive, uh, the lower your property tax burden could be. And so when we incentivize a company, in, we we'll, sometimes we'll do tax abatements for a specific period of time. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's abating a portion. Typically, 50% is the highest we go for a certain you know five years, maybe up to 10, if, depending on the size. But there's other revenues that are coming in because of that business that we would not have otherwise. And so it's always a net gain at the end of the day. Um, when we ins- when we're using the sales tax dollars for infrastructure to incentivize a company, hey, we're going to build. These are public improvements that the that we're helping assist with sales tax dollars from the MEDC. We put that in the ground, and now the business comes in. They're going to pay property taxes not only on their building, but now on their inventory, personal property. There's some exemptions that are out there on inventory. If it moves within 30 days, they don't pay a tax. It's a free port exemption, but for the most part, there's a lot more revenue that comes in on just the, the personal property, yeah. the, the types of equipment that they have in the building. That's significant. And those aren't things that we're abating or or necessarily incentivizing in every case. Some cases we, we, we are, but it's for a period of time. And then that transitions back into where the city gets full benefit. Uh, from that. There's something you mentioned. Uh, I saw you speak at Rotary mm-hmm. 
a month or so ago, and uh, there was a quote that you mentioned. I'm going to paraphrase it here. That uh, if a if a city doesn't have cranes up in the air, uh, it's dying. Is that the what was the quote that you said? I, I, well, I, I know that I've I've been saying deals go where deals flow. That okay. may have been kind of the context sure. behind it, and. A lot of times, if, if you just look at Broad Street uh, between Methodist Mansfield and 360, okay. the amount of restaurants and new construction, Market Street, the Kroger Marketplace, all of the the development that fronts Broad, when one building is going in and now Chipotle, another Chipotle announces they're coming in, well, guess what? Uh, nothing Bunk Cakes is like, well, we're coming. Yeah. And then Nothing Bunk Cakes, that these brokers start seeing, oh, my, there's a lot of activity. We need to be a part of that. And so the more activity that you have, it's just going to naturally draw in more development. Now, it doesn't have to be just the restaurant clusters, but that you're, we're, we're creating kind of this awareness uh, to Mansfield uh, by having that much activity, which is generating a lot of interest from brokers that represent office. And so now we're getting kind of some of these office developers right. looking and visiting with us on a weekly basis uh, because of the activity. So yeah, deals deals go where deals flow. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of cities understand that, and so they promote kind of those those areas of growth. Deals go where deals flow. Yeah, deals go where deals flow. I was going to mention driving in. My commute is only three minutes, but uh, I saw two cranes up in the air, and I thought, yeah. Okay. There you go. Progress. There. Yeah. And I was talking with someone this morning who, in when I mentioned that I was going to be interviewing you, and I, I asked her, I said, "Do you have any questions?" That and uh, the the one question that that came up was uh, uh, popular. What's becoming now popular in in terms of of, of commerce are, are data centers, mm -hmm. uh, but they're really ugly buildings, and because. Really, there's nothing inside them but servers, and 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 so they can just be windowless type uh, things. Does Mansfield have any? Does it? Do we have any data centers? Is there a future for data centers because it brings in the commerce? And what can we do to uh, to make those buildings not so ugly? <laughs> well, there's a lot of things. Yeah, I, I and that's a our, lot of questions, kind right. of all packaged into one. Well, I'll tell you, one of the uh, there is a significant um, opportunity when you have a data center to attract some of the corporate office users that you know could benefit from having something nearby. The challenge with a data center is they use a lot of power. Yeah, there's a lot of power, and so they have to be close to a substation of some type of utility. Um, typically, they want redundant, so two different sources, um, if if not their own substation. And you'll see that. And you know, we've talked to Encore and, and our other utility partners, and there's just so much draw that they almost have to build their own substation. And so we have a couple places in town that that makes sense. Uh, and so you're not going to have a real pretty building that's going to want to go next to a substation typically. Right. Uh, so if there's a way to, to, to integrate the building with the surrounding space and, and provide glass or a facade that appears to be an office building, but it's really housing servers, we have ways to do that. And, and our planning department um, is certainly capable of guiding those design. You're, you're going to see a lot of buildings coming out of the ground uh, over the next few months that, are going to be architecturally just 
uh, something you would never expect to see hmm. on a gas station building, for instance. Okay. Um, and so you're going to be pleasantly surprised, we, we, we feel. And so having that architectural background in our planning department, translating that into the development side for a, a, even a data center, we have ways to, to make that w- without a, adding additional costs to the developer. The data center, we don't have any large-scale data centers today. We are getting a lot of data miners. So these Bitcoin, you know, facilities. I was going to mention, isn't Fort, I think it was Fort Worth, mm-hmm. is the first city, if not Texas, in the, in the country. They are. To actually do a, a, bit, a Bitcoin mining right. business that benefits the city of, Man- of, of Fort Worth. Right. And, and that's a that's a, a very risky and expensive proposition mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, most city officials would tell you. And what it takes is, you know, there's a one in 12 trillion chance, I think, of, of mining that that Bitcoin for the, the day. And so what that takes is several supercomputer type machines to be able to run those calculations and and. I don't know that those buildings, when we, when we get information from those types of businesses, those buildings have to have a lot of airflow because they get so hot. Right. And so you'll see those buildings without even walls. It's just a roof over the top with some you know, <laughs> protective fencing, uh, opaque fencing that, that runs along the side. Those are what, what we fear would be a little bit more aesthetically displeasing um, mm-hmm. than the, the traditional data center like a digital realty Cyrus, Cyrus One um, type operation. And if we, if we were to happen to, to land a large data center, we're working with a group right now. So we, are, we have a location. We have a development that's, that's in progress. That's going to help us attract the corporate tenants that, that I know the Mansfield – uh, community wants to see. And so we are working to try to figure out, okay, how do we have the infrastructure in the right place, the right time to make that happen? We're talking with executive director of Mansfield Economic Development Corporation, Jason Moore, and you can hear part two next week, including the ever popular lightning round. As always, this is the place where you can hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, Come on now, support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Go to our website aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporter, Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this... is about Mansfield.